Hare Krishna. Today is um, Tuesday, August 27, 2019, and we will be discussing from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 1, Text 21. I am Jay Sri Radhe, and welcome to Kalachanji Dham. Jeradhamadhava Kunjabihari Gopi Janavalabha Girivaradhari Yashodanandana Vrajajanaranjana Yamunatiravanachari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jay. Jay on Vishnu Pad Paramamsa Parivraja Kacharja Stotra Shita Shi Shimare Sivaktivaranta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jay Anantakota Vrishna Vrinda Ki Jay All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to Shishi Guru and Gauranga All glories to Srila Prabhupada Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Kalim Agatam Agnaya Shetrasmin Vaishnavevayam Ashina Dirga Satrena Katayam Sakshana Hare Kalimagatam Agnaya Shetrasmin Vaishnavevayam Ashina Dirga Satrena Katyam Shakshena Hare Word for word translation Kalim, the age of Kali, the iron age of quarrel Agatam, having arrived Agnaya, knowing this Shetra, in this tract of land Asmin in this, Vaishnava, specially meant for the devotee of the Lord, Vayam, we, Ashinaha, seated, Dirga, prolonged, Satrena, for performance of sacrifices, Katayam, in the words of Sakshana, with time at our disposal, Hare, at the, of the personality of Godhead. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Knowing well that the age of Kali has already begun, we are assembled here in this holy place to hear at great length the transcendental message of Godhead and, and in this way perform sacrifice. Purport. This age of Kali is not at all suitable for self-realization, as was Satya Yuga, the Golden Age, or Treta or Dwarpa Yugas, the Silver and Copper Ages. For self-realization, the people in Satya Yuga, living in a a lifetime of a 100,000 years, 
were able to perform prolonged meditation. And in Treta Yuga, when the duration of life was 10,000 years, self-realization was attained by performance of great sacrifice. And in the Dwarpa Yuga, when the duration of life was 1,000 years, self-realization was attained by worship of the Lord. But in the Kali Yuga, the maximum duration of life being 100 years only, and that combined with various difficulties, the recommended process of self-realization is that of hearing and chanting of the holy name, fame, and pastimes of the Lord. The sages of Naimasharanya began this process in a place meant specifically for the devotees of the Lord. They prepared themselves to hear the pastimes of the Lord over a period of 1,000 years. By the example of these sages, one should learn that regular hearing and recitation of the Bhagavatam is the only way for self-realization. Other attempts are simply a waste of time, for they do not give any tangible results. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu preached this system of Bhagavad Dharma, and he recommended that all those who were born in India should take responsibility of Gita, of broadcasting the messages of Lord Sri Krishna, primarily the message of Bhagavad Gita. And when one is well established in the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, he can take up the study of Srimad Bhagavatam for further enlightenment and self-realization. Om I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Sri Chaitanya Manovistam Stapidam Jenabutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Swapadantikam. When will Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada? who has established within this material world the mission to fulfill the desire of Lord Chaitanya, give me shelter under his lotus feet. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord. They are just like desire trees and can fulfill the desires of everyone, and they are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadhadhar Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lord Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadhadhar Pandit, Shivas Thakur, and all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. So we're finishing up the first chapter of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Questions by the Sages. So we're still setting the scene of Srimad Bhagavatam, right? The sages are just asking their questions of Sutta Goswami for him to respond. And this occurs right at the dawn of of our current age of Kali, which is also known as the age of hypocrisy and quarrel. So when Sutta Goswami answers the questions of the sage, he's basically recapping what he's learned from his spiritual master and... um, and he's recapping this conversation between Sukadev Goswami and Maharaj Parikshit. And then, um, we learn that Sukadev Goswami is relaying when he's speaking to Maharaj Parikshit when we get there in the Srimad Bhagavatam. We're learning that Sukadev Goswami is basically 
repeating what he learned from his spiritual teacher, Srila Vyasadev. And then we're reading the recounts of these recounts of these recounts, and they're um, written by Srila Prabhupada, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, and he is our founder, Acharya, and spiritual teacher. So we see that already this level of learning from teacher to student, student becomes a teacher and then teaches, is already being established just by listening to the Srimad Bhagavatam or reading the Srimad Bhagavatam. And I'll get back to this point in in a minute here, but I wanted to just kind of bring that up as background for what we'll talk about in a little bit. So according to the purport, in order to achieve self-realization, the most important thing we can do is hear and chant the holy names, fames, and pastimes of the Lord. And it's the only way in this age of Kali. So in previous ages, there were different prescriptions given for attaining self-realization based on the age and the capabilities of people. In Satya Yuga, people lived for a 100,000 years, so they had a lot of time to be able to devote to self-realization, and they did it by prolonged meditation. In Tretya Yuga, the Silver Age, people lived to about 10,000 years, and the way to attain self-realization was performances of great sacrifices. In Dwarpa Yuga, the Bronze Age, people lived for about a 1,000 years, and worship of the Lord or deity worship was the means of self-realization. In Kali Yuga, which is where we are now, Iron Age, the lifespan is only 100 years, and we don't really have the capacity for prolonged meditation, performing great sacrifices, and really worshiping the Lord. I mean, I know I have a very short attention span, and getting myself to focus for any short period of time is really difficult, much less prolonged periods of meditation. Um, even mindfulness, even try to do one thing at a time is really difficult in this age. I mean, it is for me, and I know for a lot of people, it's fairly hard to keep focus and, and stay on task. So <clears throat> we actually have to be taught these things, and we have to work at it, right? There's all courses on mindfulness and meditation and how to focus on what you're doing and concentrate. And back in Satya Yuga, they didn't have to have these kind of classes. They already knew how to do this. It was already ingrained in them. Like, it was just natural to them. For us, it's not so natural. You know, we have this monkey mentality or even the dog mentality, like in that movie Up, where, you know, the dog's talking and he sees a squirrel and he's like, squirrel? And that's how we are, right? Like, we constantly get distracted by shiny objects and different things. And we're just like, okay, (laughs) what were we talking about again? Um, And so... You know, in the Bhagavad Gita, it actually confirms this, 634. Arjuna says, The mind is restless, turbulent, obstinate, and very strong, O Krishna. And to subdue it, it is. it seems to be more difficult than controlling the wind. So to control our mind, it's probably easier to control the wind, which is practically impossible. So you can imagine how difficult it is for us to control our minds. And... In response, in Bhagavad Gita 635, Krishna responds, O mighty mighty armed son of Kunti, it is undoubtedly very difficult to curb the restless mind, but it is possible by constant practice and by detachment. 
So what is this constant practice? And we've, we're told in this age, it's hearing and chanting the holy names, fames, and pastimes of the Lord under the guidance of a qualified spiritual teacher. Right? So we were discussing a little bit earlier about the way the Bhagavatam is taught. It was taught from teacher to student, and the student becomes a teacher and teaches. So that is how we know that a, um, that we have a qualified spiritual teacher. And in our last class, the last class that I gave, we discussed that um, what are the qualifications for learning or who can speak on the Srimad Bhagavatam. And if we look, you know, our founder, Acharya A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, he, he was more than amply qualified. He had these qualifications, which is that he was spotless in character, free from the four vices, well-versed in scriptures, Puranas, and histories, and properly grasped the transcendental knowledge from the right source by submissive hearing. So when we read Srila Prabhupada's books, we're learning from a qualified spiritual teacher. So that's really important. So what are some other ways that we can, um, I guess, hear and chant the holy names, fames, and pastimes of the Lord? You guys? Do you have any ideas of how we can hear and chant the holy names? So one common way is kirtan, right? When we come together in congregational chanting, that's an easy way to hear the names of the lords. And when we do so, we're actually glorifying the Lord, right? So that's part of what we want to do is hear and chant. We can also do that in our personal um, meditation practice that we call japa, the mantra meditation that we chant every day to ourselves. That actually is really important. Um, and I've stated this before, chanting japa is the most important activity that we do in Krishna consciousness to build our Krishna consciousness. Everything else that we do is to support that japa, that mantra meditation. Because when we do that personal chanting to ourselves of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, that is how we build our personal relationship to Krishna and we reconnect to him and and when we do it with focus and intention, it really comes through with that. But it's really hard. Like we talked about earlier, it's really hard to meditate and not have your mind wander off and you go through your to-do list while you're trying to meditate on the holy names, right? Or, man, that conversation that I had yesterday. Or, you know, you could even be distracted by chanting while driving or chanting while watching TV or chanting while talking to others. And, you know, we find so many ways to kind of not do one thing at a time. But one of the ways that, one of the big things that we do, or some of the ways that we support our japa is by chanting in, in congregation, so kirtan. We chant, um, or we discuss topics with other devotees, right? Association is really important. We eat prashadam, right? Food that's already been sanctified, and it's mercy, it's Krishna's mercy, so that's like inside changing our thought process. Um, but one of the most important things that we can do to support our japa is read. 
reading the scriptures, Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, the two main um, books that we should be reading or we, we can be reading um, to help support our japa. Because when we do that, we start having a better idea of who Krishna God is and what he likes and how we can relate to him and what we need to do. And so when we start, when we start reading and we're studying the scriptures, we bring that to our personal meditation practice or personal japa practice. And it becomes a lot easier to stay focused. And the thing is, we're really lucky because all of these books are so readily available. I mean, you can come in here and they're here, but you can buy it from anybody. You can order it off of online. They're, the whole Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita is also available online, or you can download it. There's like the Veda base. There's, you know, ebooks. There's even audiobooks of the whole recorded Srimad Bhagavatam. So if you want to listen while doing other activities, you can listen that way. So it's so readily available to us. We just have to like make a little bit of effort to tap into that. Um, and was stressed over and over again by Srila Prabhupada that this is one of the most important things that we have to do is read these books and understand them and study them. And he says this over and over again that we want to study these books. I know for myself that, you know, I was, um, I've been coming around to Krishna conscious, to ISKCON temples my whole life and I got initiated 23 years ago and I've been chanting and doing kirtan, but I actually didn't start reading until maybe like four or five years ago. So it didn't really, I didn't really occur to me that it was so important until I started reading. I realized how important it is. And it's not like I'm studying chapters at a time. I read small amounts, 15 minutes a day. I literally set a timer and I start reading. And when the timer goes off, I stop reading. And 15 minutes is a good amount of time. It keeps, like, most days I'm focused on what I'm reading. Some days I don't have any idea of what I read. Um, but the idea is that I'm just reading every single day, and something is going to come through, you know. And and then I do that with the Srimad Bhagavatam, and then for the Bhagavad Gita, I read two verses every single day. And the whole thing, you know, I don't do them at the same time, but the whole thing probably takes me less than 30 minutes of my day. So it's not much, and if that's too much, you know, you can start off even smaller, 10 minutes a day and one verse of the Bhagavad Gita, you know, some small amount to commit to. Because um, Srila Prabhupada did very much emphasize the studying of these books, right? He established that we would have Srimad Bhagavatam class every morning, and he wanted that there would be Bhagavad Gita class every evening. And when we watched the movie... Um, uh, the Hare Krishna movie, we see that one of the big things is even on his deathbed, Srila Prabhupada was translating these books. That means that this was the most important thing that he was doing for us and our future generations, right? Like he felt this was so important that instead of just laying there and, you know, taking it easy in his final days, he was continuing to dictate up until the very end, you know, translating the Srimad Bhagavatam and giving his commentary and explanation of each verse. And so when I watched that, it really dawned on me how important it is for us to take advantage of what he, you know, the sacrifices that he's made 
and what he's contributed to us in our movement and for us to help us achieve self-realization. So what is self-realization? It's realizing our true identity, who we are at our core. We are spirit souls, eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. Because we're servants of God and when we, and of Krishna. And when we realize that we're servants of Krishna and that everything that we do is for him, then we start to tap into that eternal, blissful knowledge that we are, that is our identity. Right now, it's hard to see that we have, we are eternal because, you know, we die. We see the body dies and um, we lose loved ones, you know. And that kind of puts a damper on our bliss because we know it's temporary. It's not eternal, it's temporary. And, you know, we have so many questions and we don't know what's this and what's that. So we're not really full of knowledge, we're more ignorant. So currently, we are in a state of temporary misery and ignorance and not in our constitutional state of eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. So we want to get to that area where we're um, eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. And so when we start to do these activities like chanting japa and reading, we get an idea of who we are. We start to turn towards Krishna, towards God, and start doing our activities for him. And then we start to realize who we truly are and what our relationship is with God and with everybody else. So in Bhagavad Gita 2.13, Krishna says, As the embodied soul continually passes in this body from childhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. Self-realized soul is not bewildered by such a change. So here again, Krishna's, we're learning that this is who we are, that soul. And we get confused because we're in this, this covering, this body. Um, and so, you know, and it changes. We can already see that the body changes because I don't have the same body that I had when I was five years old. You know, I don't even have the same body that I had 10 years ago. It changes every time. And, you know, sometimes you can see some similarities, but sometimes you see pictures of people when they're babies and you're like, how is that even you? That doesn't look like you. So what's the constant? The constant is the soul. Krishna goes on to say in Bhagavad Gita 2.20, For the soul there is never birth nor death, nor having once been does he or she ever cease to be. He or she is unborn, eternal, ever-existing, undying, and primeval. He or she is not slain when the body is slain. And then in 2.22, As a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones, Similarly, the soul accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. So when we become self-realized and realize that we are eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss, and we dedicate ourselves to serving Krishna and we attain that self-realization, we break this cycle of birth and death. So we're saying, okay, we're no longer going to accept a new dress. We're just going to get to our true constitutional position of being the spirit soul and servants of Krishna. And we no longer suffer through the cycles of birth and death. So what questions do you have? 
Yeah, so um, the comments was that um, he appreciated my relating the story of reading 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes every single day, and he struggles with that and would like to try to start reading more regularly. You know, honestly, it doesn't matter morning or evening as long as you carve out time. For me, I do it first thing in the morning um, because my tendency is to grab my phone and get on Facebook. So instead of getting on Facebook, I have the entire um, Bhagavatam on my phone. So I just pick up my phone and start, I set the timer and I start reading. Um, and then, you know, get up and go do other things. And then I read my two verses of Bhagavad Gita sometime during the day. Um, and it's really two poor ports, you know, because some, two, uh, some, Verses don't have a purport, so I'll just read on until it does. Um, but usually, I mean, it does, like I said, I don't spend more than 30 minutes a day reading. Um, it's slow. I finished up the entire Chaitanya Charitamrita in four years, reading 15 minutes a day. And if I continue reading Srimad Bhagavatam every day for 15 minutes, it'll take me about five years to finish. But that's still better than if I don't read at all. I mean, I went, you know, 20 years without reading at all. I would have probably read the Bhagavatam five, four times if I did 15 minutes a day. Right. So it's just small and setting, setting small goals that you can attain. Right. And in, in um, I can't remember exactly which verse it is, but in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, gradually, gradually we take to this process. He doesn't say jump in the deep end and do everything all at once, right? Like become the perfect devotee starting right now. Give up all of your vices, chant 16 rounds, you know, focus meditation, become extremely good. And it's like it's, it's a process, right? We have to figure out what works for in our life and what we can do and start to build on that. So it's not that we just stay where we are and just do a little bit, it's that we build on that little bit. So we do a little bit, and then we do a little bit more, and then we do a little bit more. So. Okay, well, I guess then we're done early today. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki